Hi guys, and welcome back to Bitches Who Brunch, a podcast where I talk about whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. Uh, yes, God. Okay, so today on my podcast, I thought I would bring on the person who knows me better than anybody else, my boyfriend, Ryan. This isn't a quiz, is it? You never know. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. So I'm typically a little bit more prepared for this. I'm really bad at trivia, just naturally, and I have a really bad memory, so let's please not have a quiz. Well, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily trivia that you're bad at. I think it's... Just memorization as a whole. Exact numbers. Like, you think Celine Dion and Cher are the same person. I mean... Like... <laughs> yeah, but I know the difference between an Xbox and a PlayStation. I mean, good for you, but <laughs> Cher. Okay, so on today's episode, I thought we would talk about moving in together. Because Ryan and I have moved in together, and it's actually been a year, pretty much today, that we've actually lived together... Oh my god, it is. Because this time last year, we were flying out from Vegas Was it to, to Florida. Is it today that we flew out or tomorrow? It's the 31st. Or it's the 30... Wait, 30 days has September, April, June, and November. I, I, Lies. Okay, no. Basically, yes. Because we flew out on the 31st of January. Because oh, we were we? here... Febu- we moved in February 1st. Right, but then... But I thought... I Okay. I yes. started on the 5th at Disney. Okay. But we flew out... January 31st, stayed at Wyndham, and then February 1st, we moved in here. Yes. What time did we... Uh, it doesn't matter, but I was like, <laughs> what time did, did we land? Did, we literally relevant. landed at, like, midnight. Yeah. So, wow, we are literally hours out from our official one-year anniversary. That's so weird! Why are we not having an anniversary year party? Because rent is due soon. <laughs> That's true. Very, very true. <laughs> and all of our friends are working and have jobs. Uh, yes. Pretty much. <laughs> so... Basically, a year ago today, Ryan and I had packed up all of our stuff from our like our parent like parents' home back in Vegas, and we moved all the way across the country to Orlando, Florida. And we got a lot of questions all the time, and even before we moved, everybody was like, "Oh, you know, when you move, it's going to be different living with your significant other, and you know, things are going to change." And I heard oh, that from like every one of my family members. Like, yeah, and they're like, all it was ridiculous. It all happened like they're all also older, and I think dating now is so much different than dating was for them, right. and I think that's why. Like, they, they, like, it was so different for them. Right. Because, like, you and I were high school sweethearts. And... Oh, gross. Okay. Gross. But, <laughs> like, so we're high school sweethearts, but then we also, you know, and everybody always says, like, oh, you know, in college, you'll grow apart and all of these things. And it's like, we didn't really have that. We've only ever grown closer. Right. And when we moved in together... It literally just felt like the most natural thing. It didn't feel like it was rushed. It didn't feel awkward. You know, I felt like I knew everything about you. And I, so, you know, it was just natural. that, you know, we were living by before we moved out. You know, we were seeing each other every day, pretty much, regardless of schedule, yeah. regardless of work or anything like that. So it yeah. was very much natural for us to see each other every day and learn how to interact with each other. At, like, a constant level of, yeah, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, seeing each other every day. Yeah, no matter what. We would grab dinner or lunch or breakfast or oh, Starbucks right. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, mostly Starbucks. But, like, even friendships, you know, you go on a trip with a friend. And by the time, like, after that that week or so you spent with them, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm sick of them. I just, need, <laughs> I just need a break. Like, yeah. you're getting on my nerves. We'd already kind of broken that bridge because we had yeah. seen each other for I don't know, six months constantly, pretty much every day, if not every other day. Yeah, and I think a lot of that had to do with, like, (laughs) in the beginning, you were very much, like, afraid of me. (laughs) You were like, oh, my God, she's so high energy. She's so annoying. She, like, keeps, like, pushing and pushing and pushing, and you're, like, pushing away and pushing away. And I was like, no, 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 we're going to keep hanging out. Well, yeah, because you're the complete opposite of me. (laughs) So it was obviously intimidating and, like, scary and it's like whoa what is the side of me that this girl is bringing out of me <laughs> and it was very much like a, uh do, do i like this is this me yeah is this natural and it all it all worked out it actually was a side of me that needed to come out 
and I needed to become more expressive. And that's why we work so well together is because, you know, we balance each other out so perfectly, which I think why moving in together was so seamless. Yeah. Because even though we both are guilty of slacking on the same things. Listen, (laughs) this is not a negativity thing, okay? No, no, I'm not being negative (laughs) at all. I'm not naming specific chores. (laughs) No, there's no chores on here. Ooh, I was going to flip this table. (laughs) No, but, um, like, we both are very much similar but different in very unique ways. And we just mesh together really, really well, I feel like. Yeah, we are really lucky. So the first thing I wanted to conquer in this whole, like, saga that is moving out is, like, what was your thought process when we were moving out? Because I know for me, I had a job here. I was like, I'm going to go work at Disney. My man is coming. You know, I was very romantic about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious, like, what your point of view was. I mean, at first, my uh, point of view was very, I kind of drowned myself in, like, a certain, like, one feeling. Yeah. Right? So I chose to drown myself in, like, very work-heavy, like, not necessarily, like, oh, I need to set roots and grow our business. What are you doing? Why are you playing with my sunglasses? I don't know. I just, I can't wear this shape until I'm, like... (laughs) (laughs) You can't see it, but Kristen is, like putting, like, my sunglasses right on her nose, looking like a librarian. Anyways, back to my point. Um, So when I moved out there, like, the way I dealt with all the emotional stress and everything like that going on, I dug headfirst into, okay, we need to have the apartment set up, we need to get furniture, we need to make it feel like a home as fast as possible. And I was very set on, like, I was very focused on, like, how are we going to organize things, how, like, I need to build all this furniture, like, the first month or two, I was just, like, mm-hmm. like building stuff, you know, making sure everything fit. Yeah. Making bad interior design decisions because <laughs> I just hadn't, flex, like, used that muscle before. And I was very work-focused. I was... And then after everything was set up, it was a very quick switch, <laughs> I feel like. Like, month three or halfway through the second month, it was like, oh, this is like a vacation because we live in Disney World, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then at that point, I just wanted to go out and play and yeah. ride all the rides and do everything in the parks because it was all new and exciting. And I yeah. rode that wave for quite a while, I feel like. Yeah. But how was it for you, like, leaving home and stuff? How how did that? Um, it was a lot easier than I thought, like being away from parents and friends and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I think it was easy because we had the big distraction of Disney World. Yeah. Right? So it was like, oh, I'm feeling like a little like lonely or missing home today. Let's go on Flight of Passage. And, (laughs) you know, then you get (laughs) off the ride. Yeah. I mean, that ride is so incredible. It fixes all feelings. Um, But you get off and then you're like, oh, yeah, home schmome. I'm with Mickey Mouse. (laughs) But it was that was very much like the distraction method, I feel like, was how I kind of dealt with the stress of being away from home and things like that. The hardest part was being away from all the conveniences because Las oh, Vegas is God. a super convenient city. I love Vegas. And here in Orlando, especially where we're based, things are like really far away. Yeah. Um, we don't have as many like dinner varieties within like arm's reach. Yeah. And things like that. That was the hardest adjustment, to be honest, was the, like the food and learning how far away things were and how difficult things were to mm-hmm. to get to. Whoa, words. Yeah, I know for me, like moving out was really hard because I'm very, <laughs> I'm very attached to my parents and moving across the country did not really seem all that wonderful to me. I cried just about every day. I remember... We went to go. We watched Brave for the first time, and Brave wrecked my heart because of Merida's like relationship with her mom. And then, like literally the next day, we went to go see Coco, and I just cried at the end, just <laughs> sobbed. And I was like, okay, I'm having an emotional breakdown because I'm moving, and like I'm moving, I moved away from my dogs. And, like, my parents, like, I really didn't, like, have a whole bunch of friends back home just because, you know, whatever. But it also helped that my best friend Jordan was coming to work at Disney, too. So that was 
like a really nice plus. Oh yeah, having him those for that first couple of months was so nice, and yeah. knowing that we weren't alone out here. Yeah. So if like you the apartment was on fire, we at least had someone to call. It was really a, a comforting feeling. Yeah, and so, and then I feel like once I got here, I was like the first few days I was like oh my god what have I done I'm I literally made the biggest mistake you know blah 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 blah. and then you know we found friends here and you know it all kind of seemed to work out I will agree with you though I hate Florida because it's not convenient Mm -hmm. like back home in Vegas it took us 15 minutes max to get to a Whole Foods uh, Trader Joe's anything like Sprouts whatever here, we literally have to drive 45 minutes to an hour to go to Whole Foods. <laughs> uh, I cannot express to you how frustrating that is. Poor yeah, Ryan. I mean, luckily we're in a very convenient spot in terms of, like, short-term need things like Walmart, um, whole bunch of fast food, Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell. Starbucks. So we have those immediately with us, and that's really nice. But overall, the more unique things, like something like a Whole Foods, which is a little more niche... That sort of stuff is very hard to find. And if you do find it, it's like 45 minutes to an hour away. Yeah. Um, But I will say, when we first moved here, I will never forget, you went to casting for the first time. Yep. And you just, you went, like, sat back in the car and you just cried. Yeah. You're like, what did I do? Like, they were so nice, but what did I do? (laughs) Yeah, it was like, here's, you know, your dream on a platter and... You know, you're because I've always wanted to work for Disney and all of that stuff, and here it here it was, you know, and then it was kind of like that moment, like, what now? Right. You know, like okay, well, I got my name tag, and like I know where I'm gonna be working, and I know where I live now, and all of these things, and then I'm like, oh, fuck, like this is like this is it, like this is what it's like out here yeah like oh my god it was just like the craziest thing because when we moved out here i was 20 22 mm-hmm. you know and i was like you know this i didn't even comprehend what we had just done right. like because i had just been so focused on packing and leaving my parents and everything that i didn't want to do that when, when we were here and i went to casting and i was like oh my god like i, I i've actually done it like, right God damn it. Like, the first month, I feel like, I don't know about it for you, the first month was so easy because there was so much to do. Yeah. Everything was brand new. It was very exciting. Yes. We spent and a lot of time in the parks. Yeah, we spent a lot of time in the parks. Everything was new, exciting. We Both of us had never been to Disney World in our adult lives before we moved here. Yeah. So it was, like, literally, pun intended, I guess, a whole new world to explore. A whole new world. Yeah. Um, but... After, like, when did it settle in for you, like, oh, my God, I'm out here. I want to go home. Because I have an idea of when you felt that way, but I want to hear it from you. Um, When I felt like I wanted to go home, um, well, the the first day I went to, I started at Grand. Mm -hmm. And, like, it wasn't, it wasn't the people or anything like that, but it was, like, I show up to work and I'm in the wrong jacket. And to me, that was just the omen of all omens saying, that, like, this is not it. Like, this is not the place for me. And then, you know, it was the next day when I forgot my blue ID and I got a point for it. And I was late because I forgot my blue ID. And it was just like, there were all these little things happening and... I was like, no, this is this is not it. This is just not for me. But you know. So as soon as you started at the Grand, yeah. See, I don't, th- I don't think it really hit you until like, like two months into the Grand. Well, when you were really heavily working, they're working you like six days a week. When I had that, thirteen days in a row. Thirteen days in a row. Yeah. Those were really hard days for you, and yeah. that, like to me, like that's when I really saw it in you. Like you're like, uh. I don't know if I can 
press on. But it, I feel like it was mainly work-related, not because of the situation in our apartment, right. not because of the friend situation, not right. because of the entertainment situation. Yeah, it was so much just work-related. Yeah, you, it was very... And that's the thing with CPs is you're like you're either underworked or overworked. There's yeah. no in-between. I've never heard of anyone having a healthy <laughs> CP. <laughs> no, but you know what? It was a really good experience, and it didn't get good or tolerable until... Easter. Mm-hmm. Easter was the first time where I kind of saw the light at the end of the tunnel because my program was through August and I was like, all right, this is what's going on, you know, and that was when I started networking and I was like, all right, here, this is what's going to happen, you know, and that's when I was like, all right, it's, the next few months are going to suck, but you know what, I made friends and I went, like, I did things that I wouldn't ordinarily do. Like, I signed up to do a glow cart outside on 4th of July. First of all, I don't want to be outside in summer. And second of all, glow carts scare me. So, but why did I do it? Uh, well, it seemed like fun You needed the, the experience. Now you can say you've done it. Yeah. And I got to watch fireworks on 4th of July and, like, just stand outside and, you know. It's a notch on the belt. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, did that. You yeah. Know. I mean, you got to, like... You got to say you you got to do it all, I guess. I don't yeah. know where I'm going with that. Okay. So what are your top three lessons that you've learned while we since we've moved out? Top three lessons since we moved out? Yeah. Oh, geez. About, like, living with me and stuff like that. So, like, living-wise, right? Yeah. Um, communication is key. And... That wasn't something we I learned. I don't think either of us learned the hard way. Mm-mm. It was just something like, oh, yeah, I kind of have to communicate, like, over-communicate how I'm feeling, which was a new thing for me. And that was a a lesson for me, for sure. Yeah. Um, the second thing would be uh, furniture is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, furniture is expensive and having a cute apartment is a lot harder and a lot less practical than I realized. Yep. And finding that balance was, like, kind of internally frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, really, there wasn't much, like, uh, on the furniture note. Or it's not even related to the furniture note. I guess my third lesson would be that oh, I don't even know. There's so many little things that add up to big things, and I'm trying to, like, generalize them in my head. Right. But it's just not working out. Like, the third thing that came to mind, I don't know if this is really in the top three, but was that, like, house duties and how much work they really are. And that didn't really kick in until, um, I don't know, probably until, like, the fifth or sixth month. Right. When you're just kind of like, instead of like doing dishes or doing your own dishes and cooking your own food, like when the fun of that wears off, you're like, ooh, these are my dishes. I'm going to make them all nice and shiny for like the first six months. Yeah. You're like, ooh, I got to take, I'm going to take care of my dishes. My cutting boards are going to be the cleanest cutting boards. Yeah. You're trying to like set all these new like proud, like proud parts for yourself. Um, But then after like the six month mark, you're like, ugh. I just really don't want to do these dishes. I really don't care if I've used this cutting board for tomatoes. I'm going to use it for potatoes now. Yeah. I think that was, like, the hardest lesson was really how much time and focus and how much, like, if you neglect those things, yeah. how much they affect your living scenario. Yeah. That, that's, that, there we go. That's my third biggest lesson. That's even maybe number one is how much your environment affects your mood, affects your productivity, and just affects your overall vibe. See, it's interesting that, like, your tips or whatever and your lessons are so, like, serious, mm-hmm. and mine aren't. What are they? Let's hear like, them. my biggest tip is live close to a target. See? But also to, like, hide your money when you go to Target. Because Target is the holy mecca of everything you need and everything you didn't know you needed. Like, did we need an $89 mirror? No. No. But it was at Target, and I saw it, and I wanted it, and that was it. Right. You know, hence now we have an $89 mirror. I love the mirror, but it was like, you know, or how many times do I go through that stupid-ass dollar spot thing, and I put things in the card that are like 3 and $5, 
I don't need them, but I want them because they're cute, you know. But I love Target. Um, their Hearth and Hand collection just is everything to me. Can't stop buying it. Um, my second lesson that I've learned is um, how much, like, an energy can really affect, like, your whole day, right? Mm-hmm. So before when we had a roommate, you know, it was – everything was still very neutral, you know, and sometimes she would have bad days, sometimes she would have good days, and sometimes she wouldn't be here at all, which is fine, you know, no big deal. But then we got a puppy, and he's always excited to see me. He's always, you know, there to give me kisses, to love on me, and all that kind of stuff. And I noticed immediately, ever since we brought him home, my days have gotten progressively better. My moods have gotten progressively better. You know, and it's not to say that I was in a bad mood before. It was just there's constant companionship and there's so much love coming from one little being you know where you and I sometimes we get on each other's nerves like the other day you don't want to cook breakfast and neither did I but you cooked breakfast (laughs) you know and stuff like that so I'm just like that really showed me how impactful somebody's energy could be yeah um and then the last thing I would say is like make sure you put yourself out there So, like, I sure as shit don't want to, like, I signed up to do a softball team for, like, cast and stuff. I sure as shit don't want to go do it. (laughs) But I know once I go, I will have the best time. Right. You know, like, I'm going to meet new people, which right now sounds awful, but I'm sure I will love them. Hopefully. You could have a new BFF in there, babe. Oh, God, no. Um, (laughs) But it's like... I know that, like, I'm doing it for the good of myself, but I also, like, right now I don't want to, but I'm thinking about me after, like, winning a game, and I'll be so thrilled that I did it. Right. After losing a game, maybe not. But you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and I feel like it's a good way, like, going out of your comfort zone and doing things you wouldn't normally do is a good way to help, you know, find, like, your grounds and your, like, to help build your roots. Yeah. Right. Because you don't know if that route is like something you're interested in or want to continue unless you try it. Yeah. And that is definitely it's very easy to get stuck in a bubble when you're here. Yeah, that's but true. To kind of backtrack a little bit on the note of having Gigabyte, our sweet pup. year old or sweet five month old Husky pup. Um, I really he really changed the household for me. It became like, I don't know if you agree with this, but. Having him turn this like inanimate apartment into a, like a a living creature and being because he is like the spirit of the home. I feel like yeah. instead of the spirit kind of like being like a part of our energy, it's mm-hmm. kind of put into the apartment. Like a little, it was a little bit of Emily's energy, a little bit of your energy, a little bit of my energy, and sometimes it didn't match up because we're all different people with yeah. different emotions and mm-hmm. feelings. And so it was kind of like, yeah, it would be like this awkward mix of emotions and feelings in the apartment a lot of the times. And it was nothing like we didn't get along or anything like that. It's just everyone's going through different things at once. Yeah. And there is no neutral energy to kind of like, like influence any others. And Uh, now with Gigabyte here, it changes all that. Yeah. He kind of like, it just, the home feels so much more loving. It feels more like a home instead of just an apartment. Yeah. And it's, like, you know, like, just having the presence of, like, a constant good energy is yeah. really changed the household for me. I agree. And having Gigabyte in general is a whole conversation that yeah. it's a whole rabbit hole that I could go on and on about. When in doubt, buy a dog. But only yeah. if you can take care of him and love them forever and be still financially stable and give them the best home possible. Yeah, because, like, he is... He changed everything for us. And I know we're kind of like, the conversation has been at the start of moving out, but this is more present. Like the past three months that we've had him have been absolutely game changing. I I don't know if I wish we'd gotten him sooner. No. But it's been so much more comfortable around the house. Yeah. And it's been, it's been like different in ways I can't describe, but all good. Yeah, Absolutely. And some bad, I mean, because he, obviously, he requires a little bit of maintenance. Yeah. But we are extremely fortunate with him. Yeah. 
It's also really cute when he turns the whole apartment into a war zone because he's got the zoomies. It doesn't help that we also aid in that war zone. Yep. When we chase him around the house or throw his toys everywhere and knock things over or have to put things in random places so he doesn't get to them. That's true. Okay, so to get a little bit more serious, what are some of our failures that you think that we've had while moving out? Um, God, I sound fa- so nasally. Ew. <laughs> you sound five. I mean, compared Ew. to the past couple of days, we've both been coughing, so we're on Ew. a good note right now. We're doing strong. <sighs> um, our failures, like you and I, or personal failures? Just, like, you and I, while moving out, like, what do you think that we failed at? Um, I think we failed for a while about being more social and meeting more people. Oh, a thousand percent. I think we definitely should have rode the wave of everything being new and exciting a bit more and really used that wave in terms of friendships. Because me personally right now, I'm just like, oh, I really don't want to put in the energy to like say like, oh my gosh, let's go to Magic Kingdom. Let's go ride People Mover. Let's go on this ride because it's yeah. so much fun. It's a lot of effort. <laughs> right. It is a lot of effort. And it's not like I'm faking it, but it's just like, I just want to be like, hey, let's just go on Space Mountain. Cool. Cool. Yeah. You know? And so having that wave of excitement definitely would have helped us. And I'm very fortunate for the friends that we have made here and I yeah. love them to death. I just would have preferred a little bit more socialization at the beginning on that wave. That's fair. Um, you said top three failures? Yeah. Uh, what's another failure we've had? I don't really know. We can do three collectively. Okay, well, you do one. I would say our our biggest failure, honestly, has been getting wrapped up in the whole Instagram kind of game. Absolutely. So in the beginning, we were taking pictures every day. It was great. I was feeling fierce, fabulous, you know, living my best DCP life. And, you know, that was great. And we were making friends on, like, Instagram and meeting all these new people. And then all of a sudden, it started to really, like, fuck with your, like, mental health. Because you're like, oh, my God, well, they didn't like this photo. And, oh, my God, you know, whatever. And then... You know, and then that whole thing happened where I lost my Instagram. And then all of a sudden, you know, and I only have 7,000 followers. It's not like I have, like, a million or whatever. But, like, I... That's your one resource for everything. Yeah, that was my one thing. And I was just, like, on one hand, I was so disgusted with myself because I was, like, this social media means so much to me. And it's, like, that's not, like, I felt narcissistic, Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was, like, so frustrated because there were no answers. Right. You know, and it just – and I was just so frustrated because it was, like, that was my favorite creative outlet. And, you know, and then ever since then, like, photos haven't been doing well and Instagram's not showing it to people. But it's, like, in the big scheme of things, like, who fucking cares? There's so much more to us like, than Instagram. Exactly. Like, I was just – you know, and that's what was so annoying. You know, I had so many emotions about this one stupid ass thing, you know, and then we met some good people and then we met some not so great people. And, you know, we had an incident where one of our Instagram friends have recently said some not so nice things about me. And that really fucking threw us for a loop. And like, I really wish that didn't matter. Yeah, we had all of our eggs in one basket. Yeah. And our basket really didn't, like, we didn't have multiple baskets until we got Gigabyte, I feel like. I mean, after you lost your Instagram, we were like, oh, we need to have more than one basket. Yeah. But then once we got Gigabyte, it's like, oh, okay, he's our second basket. And then we made a third basket and a fourth. Like, you know, it really didn't start till then. And I agree with you. That was the other, like, thing. Like, we stopped going out. You know, it became a very, like, very negative like space because i was like i suck we suck we're not good at this we're not good at anything we're like, behind we're not we're not up to date we can't yeah. keep up but yet i also didn't want to go out and change that because i was just so frustrated i was like why you right. know why would i do this why should i do this this is stupid no one cares you know like what i have seven thousand followers now but like now they're back great but like instagram's only going to show it to two thousand people yeah like, we really hit that a wall shouldn't with matter that. you know i like and it was just this big 
fucked up like headspace and then next thing you know we get gigabyte and all of a sudden it's rainbows and sunshine because he knows nothing about instagram or doesn't care how many followers you have and that's what matters he has one heart not a hundred or two hundred or three hundred hearts and that one heart is for you and he loves you to bits and he just wants to lick your face and bite your ear yeah and eat my earrings yeah so rude and and the my third thing Sorry to t- steal the third thing from you. Fine, it's whatever. Was was Rude. going to be along those same lines. I actually forgot the point, but it was um, <laughs> it was very similar to the second one in terms of like, oh, I know what it was. It was we didn't set really strong roots. Yeah. Uh, like when we first moved out here, I felt like we were like, okay, we got a few like leads. We have our one main root, which is which was our friend Jordan. Like, we have him as our, our like, thing to hold us down and keep us grounded. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, oh, we got a few other things. Like, we made a friend here. We made a friend there. And then we're just like, let's try to grow the tree as fast as possible. And I think you losing your Instagram really was that wind gust that tore the tree down. And it was, sorry, I always speak in metaphors. God, oh my God. it's so annoying. Why do you let me I ramble mean, you like are this? Annoying, so I mean, why, why do you let me ramble like this? But I think it's like, I, I think it's true. I think it's a good metaphor for it. Um, yeah, we just didn't set a base or a foundation for us, and we all had we had our egg in one basket, you know, which was Instagram. And then when Instagram failed us, it was like, oh well, what do we do now? Or like, I don't know, because even for me, because I put so much of my energy into your Instagram as well, whether it be editing the photos, trying to come up with ideas, and there's just so much creative energy put into your Instagram on both ends that even I felt like empty when it was gone. Yeah, and it was really, really bad. Yeah. And, like, as much as I'm connected with my Instagram, I put more effort into your Instagram yeah. than I do with my own. And that's by my choice because I love you and I think you're fantastic. And I'm, Thanks, pal. I, you're so sweet. I love putting energy into you because you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's sliced, a little suggestive. Sliced bread is suggestive. <laughs> I said putting energy into me, you sicko. Sliced bread, sweetheart. That's suggestive to you? Never mind. Just continue. (laughs) My God. Um, But yeah, it was like, had we had a better foundation, and this is not to throw shade at our friends because our friends are great and I love them and they're super supportive. But when we lost the Instagram, um, had we had better, like, had we had a better foundation and had we had, I don't know whether it had been more people or just other interests or other things going on. It would have been easier to bounce back. Yeah. Because it took us a while to bounce back. For sure. It took us like a month or two. Yeah. And that was a huge setback, especially when we're talking along the timeline of we'd only been out in Florida for, what was it, five months, six months? When did it happen? Seven months? Were we eight months in maybe? Yeah. No, we were like seven. We were like seven months in minus a month. Then we're back at six months. Like, yeah, it, it, was it really set us back in terms of how long we've been in Florida. Mm-hmm. And that was our one that was our one thing to like spread us out and branch us out. And that's how we made all of our friends. That's how we made all of yeah. like, all my like biz, like clients and things like that. Yeah. And it was just really, really, really hard. And I don't know how we exactly would have done it differently besides use Instagram less. <laughs> but in terms of using it as a resource of growth, I don't know how we would have made friends otherwise. Yeah. Right? Especially with me being freelancing. I don't exactly have coworkers I can go, you know. Factual. You know, shoot the shit with or whatever. But I think if we had a strong, like, stronger roots, it would have not, losing the Instagram would have not affected us as much and had we had other things like I don't know maybe we should have pursued YouTube harder back then I don't know no absolutely like I, I don't know if social media like when I say Instagram it almost sounds like we're talking about it like social media in general but I think if we had multiple social medias going for us it would have been easier oh for sure um, but I don't I don't do you have any thoughts on how we would have done it differently like what basket would you have built besides Instagram um, the basket that I wish I would have built was my podcast and my YouTube channel. But I was so just mentally hung up on the fact that my Instagram was gone. And there were, like, I am somebody that just needs closure. Yeah. If you're going to fucking take away my Instagram, fine. Do it, but tell me why. 
and don't like I had to file I think seven claims yeah. with Instagram help and they were no help zero none why Wait. even call yourself like Instagram help because you were help like no you're useless yeah you had your one shot they gave you one reply and that was it it wasn't a conversation yeah and they were very vague responses very <sighs> copy and paste and until they stopped replying, that's when the account came back. Yeah, it was just, it was so stupid and I hated it. But anyways, so I'm over talking about our failures. <laughs> Even though I don't really stuff. think that they're failures because we learned shit from them, blah, no, blah, they're blah. Hurdles. They're not failures, they're just hurdles. All right, whatever. But sorry, metaphors top three again. triumphs. Like things we absolutely fucking slayed, murdered, killed the game. Go. <laughs> All right, I'll go. So one thing I think we've killed this year is coming out of our shell. Like more so you than me, but no, I would say it's I, I would say it's pretty even. I'd say yeah. So you know, before we moved out here, you know, we were pretty. You know, just I'm not gonna say cookie cutter, but we were very much cookie cutter. We were very much in a rhythm, not necessarily because we were off, still off the cuff, but we yeah. were very much in a rhythm because. The transition for us from in between, like, high school and then getting out of high school and having jobs was still very similar. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, I think this year we've really kind of gotten that, like, I, like I'm going to have fun kind of thing mm-hmm. where, you know, like, you and I will sit and we watch Drag Race and we're so into it, you know, and you have no problem using drag, like, slang or anything to... Straight males, gay males, gay, anybody. doesn't Brown matter. Brown cow stunning. Brown cow stunning. You know, and it doesn't fucking matter, you know, right. because you're confident in who you are. And that's not something that I could have said a year ago, you know, and here, you know, I've really just, I don't care if I look stupid, you know, I'm here to have a good time. And like, I was dancing my ass off today in the movie theater. When we were leaving, and I don't care. Like and you were dancing your ass off right before we started this. That's true, you know. And I just, I, I just like I don't care what I look like if I'm having fun. It doesn't matter, right? You know, and that's something that I'm really proud of. Because before I would be like, I can't leave the house without makeup on. Now I'm like, I don't care. I'm too lazy. Don't want to do it. You know, I don't care if like I'm in sweatpants. You know, I don't like. You know, and that's something that I'm really proud of. And I think we've killed that. You know what I'm really proud of you? Like, I'd say more in the past, like, two, three months is I felt like the past two, three months, you've really stopped using makeup as a mask. And it's more of an extension of yourself. Yeah. So, like, not to be metaphory again, but before, like, obviously, like I said, you would use it as a mask. But now I feel like you use it as a lens to shine your best features. And you feel... I don't know, you feel, like, really, like, like refined when you, like, wear makeup now. And you feel, like, not just looks-wise, but personality-wise and everything like that. Like, when your hair is done, your nails are did. and Yes, squad. And, like, everything's all together. You feel more refined instead of, like, a different person. Does that make sense? That's true. And that's something that I've really been proud of you about. And it's really impressive. Um, because it just, you know, it's, like, inside the apartment, you with no makeup on, just even better and ready to party like you Mm -hmm. know what i mean instead of like okay i have to be a different person now yeah it's the same person just louder yeah and i you know i honestly i think a lot of that has to do with bohemian rhapsody (laughs) but it's true you know i i everybody knows that my favorite movie is bohemian rhapsody and it probably will forever be my favorite movie but not a Disney movie? What? Well, I mean, technically, with the acquisition, whatever. Anyways, um, I think Bohemian Rhapsody came into my life where, like, came at a point where, you know, I had just lost my Instagram, and I was just kind of getting my groove back, you know, because I had it back, and I was like, you know, fuck this, it doesn't matter, I have a dog, you know, there, there's so many other things in my life than just Instagram, and all of these other things. And I was really, like, on an upswing. And then I saw that movie, and it was Freddie Mercury. And if Freddie Mercury doesn't inspire you, you're crazy. 
And like it was like after that, it all made sense. It it clicked, and I was good. Yeah, I feel like I feel like why Bohemian Rhapsody in particular is so impactful for you is because it's something that is very self-expressive because Freddie Mercury was a very self-expressive person, mm-hmm. a very like I am this person and take it or leave it. Yeah, which is something you relate to very much, and it's also because it's Queen. It's something that you grew up with, Mm -hmm. your dad was a fan of. So it was something familiar, relatable, and empowering. Yeah. And when you have all those things mashed together, you're going to get Kristen hooked. Because that is exactly, and it was exactly what you needed. Yeah. And so as much as I whine and complain about you dragging like dragging me to the movie. I don't know. We just watched it tonight in the theaters for what the fifth time. Maybe, maybe not. It, you know what? It doesn't matter. I, I'm just saying for the yes. fifth time. As much as I complain about it, yes, it makes me happy because I see you glowing and I see you beaming, mm-hmm. and that means the most to me. Yeah. So that's why we're gonna buy a sound bar and buy it on Blu-ray DVD. I'm so excited, y'all. We should have like a watch party. <laughs> Everybody can come over and watch Bohemian Rhapsody with us. And our neighbors are going to hate us. But it's okay because you can meet Gigabyte and he's cute. Krista and I are going to go to Best Buy. Oh, Lord. We're, <laughs> we're literally going to tell the guy, like, listen, man, my girlfriend won't let me buy a sound bar unless Bohemian Rhapsody sounds fantastic on it. So let's go through the sound bars one by one playing different Queen songs and then I'll buy the best one. Yeah. We're going to do it. I'm so down. Coming to an Instagram story near you. I, I love giving Best Buy workers a hard time now that I don't work there. The guy's probably going to hate us. I hope he's cool about it. It better just, be. We really should just record the entire thing, but I don't want to be like Oh, weird. I will. I'm I not, have no shame. Yeah, but I'm not going to walk in there with my camera and be like, hey, dude, no, I can, we're going to play Bohemian Rhapsody no, together. on phones. Hello. Yeah, of course, on phones. Instagram okay. stories. That's what I said. One more triumph, right? Well, yeah, one more triumph. Okay. Um. I, no, two more triumphs. I didn't even give you... I gave you, like, small triumphs. But, yeah, I can count for one. Okay. Um, one more. Do you have one? Because I don't. Not off the top of my head. I think that our... I don't know, it's going to sound weird, but, like, I think our respect for each other and our communication has only gotten better. Oh, absolutely. And it's, like... And it's not to say that we didn't respect each other before... But it's just, like, every day. Our understanding of each other. Yes. Like, every day. You know what we talk about, argue about, what we are going to have for breakfast. Right. You know? And now that we have Gigabyte, it's very much, you know, we talked about this. It's a lot more of, like, a partnership and a family dynamic. Absolutely. Where before, yes, it was a partnership, but you were self-sufficient and I was self-sufficient. Well, we have a puppy that isn't self-sufficient. Imagine that. <laughs> you know, so it requires us to work together. And it was, you know, and even when we got him, you know, we just, like, looked at each other and we were like, it just, it felt so natural. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that is a big reason why it all kind of just came together. Yeah, and I think our communication is so good and even just, like, expanded even further when we moved out together. Yeah. Was we understand each other to the point where I know why you're telling me no or I know why you're telling me this. Like, I understand immediately why you're making these decisions. Yeah. And I can figure, like, not that I figure it out before you say it, but as soon as you say, like, I don't want to make breakfast, I know why. It's because, like... You're lazy. No, I'm kidding. You're not lazy. It's because you're tired or sick. you had a long day of work the night before or yeah. you really just need to like snuggle up or most of the time it's just because you're cold. Yeah. And I understand that and I respect that. And so then it's like, oh, okay. Or versus like, I know how to call you on your bluff and you know how to call me on my bluff. Yeah. And we have no problem doing it and we don't. No, absolutely not. And it's not offensive when we do it. Right. You know, it might come across offensive, but it's it's just very matter of fact. Right. And so I think because we have that understanding of each other and we had that from the beginning Mm -hmm. and, but it's really just expanded beyond what I ever thought it would. Right. And so it's like, there's no reason to fight, argue, or bitter because I know why you said it. Yeah. And unless it's like, unless I find that it's a non-valid reason, then I'll call you on it. Yeah. 
But if I'm like, yeah, that's pretty valid, you know, I'm not nearly as cold as her right now. Yeah. Which is usually the case because you are freezing 24-7. I know. I'm cold right now. (laughs) (laughs) See? Exactly. Um, But so because of that, it's like it's very easy. There's no reason to argue or bitter about it or be bitter about it. Yeah. Because I understand. I accept. And then I do whatever you want me to do or, or, you know, vice versa. And that's one of the reasons why our communication is so great. And we know how to, we both don't get very angry, like just enraged. So we're usually pretty calm and cool about our frustrations and our feelings. Also, pro tip, if you are moving in with your significant other, buy Nerf guns. Because when you are mad at them, you shoot the shit out of them and then you're fine. Yeah, or you hold, or you use your dog as a human shield. Yeah, Ryan did that earlier because he was annoying me. But so, like, honestly, that has helped our relationship so much. Is like when we are frustrated with each other, we just get the Nerf gun and we just shoot each other, and it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I win every time, but it's fine. Um, I just shoot you even when I'm not frustrated at you, just because I want to be a pest. That's true. And then second pro tip. So one thing we didn't talk about in the beginning of this podcast, when we moved out here, how we got our apartment. (laughs) (laughs) So we were living life on the edge and we found this apartment complex thanks to some wonderful people that were super helpful on one of the Facebook pages. Like, so a whole bunch of cast members live in this one neighborhood and it's decently priced. It's a nice, like size space. And I asked around and people said this, 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 and this. And then we just looked it up and then we just took a chance. Um, So I would recommend if you are moving out of state, ask the people who you're going to be working with. Absolutely. Like ask around where somebody would recommend living because... Buying an apartment online is probably one of the sketchiest things you can ever do. And I'm so grateful that it worked out for us. Yeah, we put a deposit down, before, like, just off of photos we saw online. I know. And the but, photos were, like, ah, semi-accurate. Yeah, no, they're pretty accurate, you know. But that's that's what I would recommend. Just ask around before you do it, you know, because our biggest concern was safety. Mm-hmm. And space because we wanted a two bedroom two bath that was our main concerns and you know luckily for us it worked out i do worry about when we have to move again if it is out of state and not back home in vegas i'm a little stressed about that because right right now we're one for one but eh. yeah and the other thing is too if you know you don't have the luxury of seeing the apartment beforehand like we didn't i would also say make sure the things you enjoy are near your apartment. Yes. Because I I love our apartment. It's fantastic. We are very lucky and very fortunate. We have a lot of unique things around here. Like I said, we have a Walmart like less than a mile away. We have Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A. We literally have a cat cafe in our apartment complex and a churro factory. Yeah, and that's what I was getting to. It's like I love coffee shops. Those are like like I love going to different coffee shops, trying the different coffee exploring the different decor and vibes that's just like my thing that excites me and we live near a starbucks which is your typical coffee shop but we also live near a place called axum which is connected to a cat cafe which is exciting um and we also like just got a churro factory which is fantastic fresh churros for like a dollar fifty please sponsor us let me run your social media x x euro just call churro churro factory Um, but yeah, that was something major. I wish we would have looked up, you know, things like where the Whole Foods was and we lucked out with the Target. We didn't even look up where the Target was, but things like that and places that you're going to want to go to frequently, make sure you're around those places. But also make sure that they're places that you also need to go, not necessarily want to go. Right. Because I know if we lived close to a Dave and Buster's or closer to a Dave and Buster's, every Wednesday we would be there spending $50. Correct. But because it is 30 minutes away, we're a little bit not like cautious, but like 
it's a conscious decision right to go there not necessarily like oh i'm gonna not like how we go to chick-fil-a and taco bell and burger king and kfc and McDonald's. Right, but like we're not heavy in person <laughs> shoppers. That's true. But I do kind of wish we lived closer to the mall. Agreed. Right? Well, and I'm for, a shopper. And there's a, not, but it, we do a lot of it online now at this point. But if you're like somebody who loves to go to the mall, that's like your thing, make sure you live close to the mall because you're going to regret it. You're going to hate living there. Or you're going to find yourself in weird situations where you're 45 minutes away from home. And you have to be at work in two hours, but you don't have your uniform. And so you're going to be late or things like that. Or it's like super late at night and you don't want to drive an hour drive at 2 a.m. on the way home. So you have to sleep at your friend's house. You don't want to put yourself in situations like that because then you just resent where you live and you're going to want to move out. You're going to be miserable. Um, I'm sometimes frequently frustrated with how far away we are from some other unique coffee shops and other like small town or not small town but um local restaurants local coffee shops we're kind of far away from those things and i get frustrated frequently about that sort of stuff yeah but at the time when we were looking our priority was disney world and like this is going to sound bad but fast food and immediate food yeah and immediate food sources and so that's why we chose gas station and gas stations too that is so important yeah because there's many a day where we're leaving and we're like, the car will say like three miles till empty because we've pushed it and it's like, oh shit. Yeah, and another thing, if you're moving with pets, dog parks and just parks in general. Yes. Um, that's something we lucked out on and had no idea about because we weren't planning on getting a dog. Here. <laughs> I know. But we have a dog park right down the road, and that's a huge deal. He's literally wagging his tail. Is he really? <laughs> Oh my god! It's a, it's that's a huge deal for somebody, especially living in an apartment with a dog. Yep. Um, safety, like you said, we when we first moved in, we were super impressed because we show up and there's like five, six sheriffs that mm-hmm. live in our yes uh, community, like literally not even a block away, and so that's really like just nice to know when you're driving in and you see a sheriff car parked and you know they're not like speed trapping you but you know they're there just like living yeah that makes you feel really good gives you some peace of mind yeah um but yeah okay my last question okay is what is your favorite moment one singular moment of us living together singular moment uno of us you and i well, yeah, like of our whole entire journey here. Hello there. Hi. How are you? Um, oof. Jacob, is... I just woke up and is now relocating from the floor to the sofa. Yes. Oh, and, <laughs> oh, and now he's going back to sleep. He's back to sleep already. Well, it's very, um, very exciting over here. Thank you for buying me time, Kickabite. I appreciate you. He's like, yeah, yeah, shut up. <laughs> he's just like, be quiet so I can go to sleep. Um, one <laughs> singular moment. The biggest highlight. Oh my! I don't even know. I want to say getting gigabyte, but it that's really, a cop out. It, it is a cop out, and it, to be honest, it was a stressful day. It, yeah, we like <laughs> gig. When we got gig, um, the first thing we did was so we got him. Then we went to Petco because we literally had nothing for a dog because we're not um, anticipating. Was not anticipating getting a dog. And uh, this little turd over here, like, refused to pee. Oh, my God, yeah. Refused to go pee. And the drive home was an hour without traffic, but it was rush hour. So it was going to be, like, an hour and a half to two hours. So we walked him for, like, two hours. Was not going to go pee. So I was like, you know what? Whatever. Put him in the car. We're backing out, and someone hits us. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, someone hit us. And this turd is just sound asleep on my lap on his bed, just happy as a clam. That was also the day we went to, like, three different pet stores on the way home. Yes, because we they didn't have everything that we needed. Yeah, and then we were worried <laughs> that he had to pee. So we were like, oh, and then we didn't want to get stuck in traffic and had to have him pee. So we took the long way home. Yeah. And we stopped twice to try to have him go pee. But then we're like, oh, let's just go in this door and look. Found more things that we needed. We were pretty prepared by the time we got home, though. Oh, we were very prepared. He had tons of toys. 
And <laughs> yeah. Um, so greatest moment. Oh, I want to say, I want to say it was, um, I don't really know. There's okay. So many I'll things. go with mine. Okay. So my favorite moment was on Christmas when we were doing our like the first time we've ever done Christmas by ourselves and it was just you me and Gigabyte and we taught Gig how to open presents and he was just helping us rip open presents and he literally just wanted to play in the paper and run all over and just like be a puppy and it was like the first time where like we were away from our parents which really sucked but also a little bit of a backstory is like, so my parents are divorced, but we do Christmas together. But also we do Christmas also with Ryan's family. So Christmas is typically very stressed, trying to go between, you know, the two houses and stuff like that. And so for the first time, it was relaxing. We didn't have to be anybody, be anywhere at a certain time. No. Nope. Pick up anybody, drop anybody off. It was just easy. Yeah, we didn't do a single dish that day. No, and it was wonderful. No, that was a really great day. You're absolutely right. My favorite moment. And now I'm upset that I didn't think about that moment. <laughs> um, for some reason, my brain is automatically going to like just <laughs> picking one of the days that you know we were with we were in the parks with like friends. Like the time the- I was gonna say taking gig to the Tanya. Yeah, but I'm I'm like I'm trying to stick with like in Florida things that happened here in Florida. Oh, because we're talking about how we moved here to Florida. I That's feel true. Like, That's I feel true. Like something Fair. that happened in Vegas is a cop out because. I mean, it, it never turns out to be truly a vacation, but that's kind of like a vacation, you know. Yeah. So I would say like, there's so many times like, there's so many cool things we did. Um, but I think just hanging out with people, like going to the parks, like we've had so many great times, so many laughs with Jordan when we went to the parks with them. Yeah. Um, like all the times we watched Happily Ever After, um, that's probably one of my favorite moments is watching Happily Ever After with like for real the first time, which was actually like the third time we saw it. Yeah. But like the first time we saw it clearly and just, you know, having that like romantic moment because that's. Before, when we'd go to Disney night all the time, those would be the, that's like the moment that I would cherish the most. Yeah. And so I think watching, truly watching Happily Ever After in a good position for the first time with you and watching you cry and like seeing a little you smile baby. and kissing your cheek, like all that stuff, that, that was like one of the, like my best moments. But what conveniently happened to be surrounded by, I don't care if that was that day or like days like that, mm-hmm. were... You know, hanging out with friends, having lots of laughs, doing the shoot with my oh my, yeah. and meeting Hey Team Kelly, or the first time uh, me, you, Emily, Emily and Peyton hung out. Yeah. That was a fun day. That was a good day. Like, all these different times we got to meet new people and hang out with our OG friends. Yeah. Um, were really great memories. And most of them took place in Magic Kingdom. But yeah. um, I'd say that, yeah, like watching it happily after the first time with you. On top of being surrounded by friends the entire day, swoon. I'm sorry, okay. but nothing is nothing is better than watching your significant other eyes light up with fireworks, them teary eyed, just smitten, happy, and calm, cool, collected, mm-hmm. and then they look at you and just smile, and your just heart just melts. You look at me like that, and your heart, my heart, just melts. Like oh, I can't help it. I'm dead. My I mean, heart is literally are, exploding. Like the catchlight from the fireworks between the green and the blue and the red and the purple and the pink. Just nothing's better than that. That's so sweet. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that Was that too, like, mushy-gushy? No, I love that. Okay. So I wanted to end this podcast with a quote and... I don't know where it's from. I literally just saw it on Pinterest. I'm the worst person ever. I know. Come on. You didn't but choose a Freddie Mercury quote? 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 No. I've been um, talking too much, okay? I'm slurring my words. <clears throat> it's bedtime. Leave me alone. It's so, 10 o'clock at night for, for it's reference. It's literally 1040. We are wow. such grandparents. Okay. So it says she's stuck between who she is, who she wants to be, and who she should be. And I feel like that is literally the... I'm pretty sure he just farted. Oh, my God. 
Um, and I'm like, that's just, I think the whole, like, so that just summarizes this entire podcast because when we moved out here, we were like, you know, we were very like, this is what I want it to be. Is it going to be like this? You know? And then we had a really fucking shitty middle part, you yeah. know? And then now it's like, all right, now I know who I am. I know what I can do, how I can do it, you know? And this is like, I've learned so much in the past year. Right. And it's now I'm like, all right, I'm ready to conquer the world. Like, let's go, you know? Yeah. I really felt like this year um, we've learned like, our path is our path, yeah. not um, not that we were ever, like, trying to be somebody else. Yeah. But I felt like, like, your thought process and my thought process a lot of times would fall into our path kind of, like, has to meet with other people's paths at some point. Yes. And so, like, everybody's path is different, and that took us a really long time to learn. But I feel like we learned that paths can run parallel, but they don't have to overlap. We, yeah. Like, just because, like, just because somebody else that's in this, like, in a that's parallel to us took this step doesn't mean we have to have that step. Absolutely. And that would be my quote I just came up with. <laughs> okay, well, Ryan, thank you so much for being on here with me. Not that of you really course, had a choice. No. But. <laughs> I mean, it's much more Thanks fun for- being on it than just being a tech for it. All right. See, you don't have to go and be a dick, like. What? That, that wasn't a dick move. I enjoy being a part of things. It's hard just sitting on the sidelines. Because then I feel like I have to be quiet and like can't make Last a Last time I kicked you out. Yeah, I know. Big White and I had a great walk. He's sleeping. Don't try to wake him up. Okay. Sorry, I won't say his name. Well, thank you so much, guys, for listening to my second episode of Bitches Who Brunch. And I don't know what I'm talking about next time, but I'm sure it'll be funny. I hope it'll be funny. I don't know. Never mind. No promises. Love you. Bye.